here in the shed again. We're glad you're here with us. We've got snow, snow falling out of the air in Vancouver, which I personally feel is an outrage, but we're glad you're here. We've got a very special guest with us, Jen from Rosslyn. Say hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. Good work. Really happy to see you. And we think we're going to have a few laughs, so, you know, just drop whatever you're doing to focus on our every word for the next little while. That'd be great. Here we go. Jenny N. from Rosslyn is here. Uh, welcome to the shed, Jen. Jen's been here a few times, dropping in to say hello, but she's never been a part of the podcast, and uh, we're all excited uh, that she gets to share her stories with us. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Well, welcome, indeed. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks, and, guys. And uh, finally trap you, because we've heard, <laughs> you know, coming and going, what? Oh, we would have. So good. <laughs> so Jen, how much can we uh, how much can we talk about your uh, your growing? Like, are you still growing uh, marijuana? No, I never grew it. Friends grew it. Oh, so friends grew it. Yeah. So you were the dealer. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> so no, mostly the smoker. <laughs> okay, okay. I had an older Russian lady who just grew the best pot ever. And just quantities of it, too. Where? In her house or in her yard or what? In her yard. In Rosslyn? No, in uh, Marsh Creek. Hey, you guys. Come on. Let's not be... Uh... <laughs> what was the address? <laughs> <laughs> she's She's gone now. I don't even oh. know where Marsh Creek is, actually. So It's in between Fruitvale and Selma. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. One time, someone narked on her. And so here comes the police. And they said, Martha, are you growing marijuana? She said, yes, it's right over there. She pointed to the corner of her yard. And they said, Martha, you can't grow that much marijuana. And she said, I have a doctor's note. Never, she never smoked marijuana at all. It's for my arthritis. And he said, yes, you can use it, but you can't grow that much. So these two nice RCMP walked to her backyard, walked past a plant that must have been five <laughs> feet in circumference and seven feet tall, walked right past it. And she had like a corner grid of about 12 plants or whatever, big, about five feet. So they cut all those down and they took them. They said, Martha, you can't grow it anymore. She said, okay. Well, they never looked in her house. Her whole basement was full of pot drying. <laughs> <laughs> they never looked behind the raspberries. There was huge plants back there, like 10 feet in circumference and 10 feet tall. And they didn't look in the gully where she had more. There's a lot of negative press about police, right, in the, in the media. And this strikes me as positive press. This strikes me as these guys absolutely don't care who grows what. They had to respond because somebody phoned in and on the books, it's illegal. So they responded and they took action. Good. <laughs> Covered. I'm sure they noticed. I'm sure they didn't care. I'm sure they just reported back. So yeah, we removed a bunch, gave them a warning, the end. Because they know that it is no big deal, right? She was a growing extraordinaire because... You've just seen her crops of everything else, too. It's just, like, amazing. Yeah, I miss her. Who knows? Secrets from the old country, maybe. Well, her grandparents used it medicinally. Back in Russia, or they came over here? Uh, her grandparents came from Russia. Yeah. Any idea for what medicinally? like Things like arthritis. Really? And then her parents didn't really grow it as such, but there was always somebody some other russian person around that did well i didn't know that i have extensive arthritis and here i have been neglecting a readily available treatment because the kootenays had a big ukrainian population more so than russian right i don't know I, well the dukabors are ukrainian i believe i didn't know if they were no yeah. no, no. are dukabors russian, russian? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. and of course my grandparents my grandmother was russian mm. Jewish, don't Jewish. Jewish. I was just going to say mm-hmm. Jewish. Ashkenazi. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And listeners, you can't see his very self-satisfied look there. Ashkenazi. 
I didn't have a bar mitzvah, and to this day, I well, I regret that. It's not too late, RJ. Just find a sponsor of some sort. I'm sure there's ways. I that think we should do it in the shed skin. We could uh-huh. do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we could. The smashing just... of the cups and the don't you? <laughs> Isn't that for marriage? I thought that was a marriage oh, thing. We'll no. throw one in for the bar mitzvah. The Greeks break as long the plates. Don't do a bris, I guess you'll be okay. Jeez. We're just, yeah, yeah, no breast, please. That's all just going sideways. It's mixing up Greek wedding tra- things with bar mitzvah with God only knows I can't what. wait for the dance. <laughs> Hava Nagila? I want to see the uh, really ridiculously expensive gifts that everyone brings for you for uh, becoming an adult. Mm-hmm, yeah, and I think I have to perform or something like that, don't I? Yeah, Isn't you they, probably oh, have to you see. Have to read. You, you have to memorize something. Don't don't they have, they have to read oh, a very particular probably, verse? Yeah, yeah. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe our listeners will help us out with that one, Thank so you, that we Skinny. don't have to do that Thank work. You. There could be listeners out there, like for instance, we have a listener, Nancy of New West, who's a wedding officiant. So Nancy of New West might be able to help us out with what RJ has to do to get a bar mitzvah done. I, I don't know. There's a bit of a gap there. but Nice. No, I, she, just she's probably getting on that as we speak. Well, I, as I recall, her time as an officiant was coming to an end. Yeah, she might be going down another path now. <laughs> I'm going to become a bar mitzvah expert. Specialist, giver, yeah. Whatever you do with those, yeah. So what keeps you busy in Rosslyn these days? I just retired. From what? Running the daycare at Red Mountain oh, for 35 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah. And I'm renting my house out. I'm out of there. <laughs> Seeing the world. Yes, I'm heading to Mexico. What are you doing down there? Are you Well, I you retiring? reconnected with an old friend. You guys might remember, Rhonda. And her and her husband live down there. Kind of around San Patricio, north of Puerto Vallarta. Or south of PV, I mean. And I don't really know my Mexico, but Puerto Vallarta is already a fair ways down there. Yes. So what are you going to do there? Are you going to be? Are you going to move there? No, no, no. Or you just don't want to say that in case Rhonda's listening. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. She has a guest suite. Okay. But oh, you fantastic. usually go to Guatemala, correct? No, Ecuador. Ecuador. That's what I meant. You, I meant that. You go to Ecuador? Yeah, I've been three times now. Really? What? So, so. I have friends there. And for a little bit of time, too. It's not just like three days or something, right? No, no. Again, listeners, you can't see the expression on Jenny's face here, but it clearly suggests all these world tour travels are all punctuated with, I have friends there. So Ecuador, what, I don't know if I know anybody who's been to Ecuador, is it? What's the deal? What's the draw? It's one of, you know, I never, South America was never on my bucket list, but Ecuador is one of the nicest places in South America, I think, because it's right, it's on the Pacific and it bumps out and there's still lots of vegetation, lots of jungle, lots of green, whereas you get down into Chile and all that, you know, there's not as much green. Right, right, until you get down way south yes, of Chile. Yes, yes. It's right on the coast, right on the ocean. Yeah. It doesn't vary. It's temperate. Five degrees, maybe. But it's warmer, year. right, than probably than keto. Well, Yeah. It sounds like a really cool place to be. Yeah. Except for they have a really extended... Monsoon season? Yeah. Well, not monsoons, whatever, but... Whatever the term for a lot of rain is in Ecuador. And tarantulas and scorpions. Mm, I never found any. <laughs> so I'd throw that in skinny. Yeah, yeah. Because And what I want everyone to notice here is he says something like that, and he doesn't have RJ crawling up his nose about... Are you sure? Where did you read that there is tarantulas in Ecuador? Did you just hear that? Yeah. You, you just seem overly that. sensitive today, Skinny. He has I a little something bit, going on. He's, he's not coming in hot. He's coming in a little bit sideways. Sideways, Yeah, right? it's, uh, right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm using my passive-aggressive approach That's here. That's the passive-aggressive uh, symbol that Jenny was just yes, showing. No, hers was the sideways. <laughs> no. That was quite good. Uh, I don't know what's there, is it? But a long rainy season, you're saying. How about the crime? The big cities are, you got to worry, watch. But that's why I head for the smaller areas. Mm-hmm. Right, right. The fishing The local people are lovely and friendly. And 
they laugh at me when I try and speak Spanish and mix French. And So what happens in the fishing village? You get a little Airbnb or some kind of shack by the sea? or It's, what? Like a, it's almost like a shack by the sea, but it's uh, nice because it's a big bedroom and then a bathroom with hot shower. And But it's right on the ocean. But it's nice. in a compound. We have an outdoor kitchen. And so... Lori wanted to pass on Merry Christmas to you all, and she wishes she could be here, and she looks forward to someday seeing you guys again. Nice. Well, back at you, Lori. Yeah, and wishes wishes and horses, you know, come on down. Don't just wish you could see us again. Get busy and see us again. That's what I want. It'd be cool. And so in the hometown, you mentioned there's already four feet of snow up there. Yes. And my very vague recollections are that four feet of snow in early December is more than usual. Yes, compared to the last few years. So what are your plans for Christmas? Me? Hannah's in town. So we're just uh, hanging out, doing family stuff, seeing the dog. It's been great. Let's have a little panel. Who? Uh, speaking for myself... I'm just feeling wildly not even remotely prepared. Like I haven't been shopping or rapping or asking about, I just am completely, and I'm feeling like. Six days. You better get busy, dude, because there's a wave of anxiety coming at the end of this week if you don't take any steps. And now, you know, the weather goes, but is it just me? Are you guys all set up? Well, I'm I'm jealous that you can actually wait for that wave of anxiety because it's, <laughs> that is already upon me. Well, I think what you're hearing is, of tick, course, it is tick, beginning to crest tick, for me too. Tick. Yeah, exactly. I've simplified because I, I make, I do canning. So everybody gets canning. <laughs> well, here, there you go. Yeah, but that's probably good though. I mean. That's great. Food yeah. is love. Well, especially yeah. your home prepared food is actually yep. love. Yeah. So, and I've just, I didn't even order my granddaughter's presents until I got down here, so I could do it online and just oh, very simple. They don't get canning. Oh yeah, they well, they're not going to. Oh, be... they get something extra though. They get something extra. Uh, yeah, because how old? Ten, eight, and four. I'm I'm thinking, you know, canned beets. Not going to oh. cut it. <laughs> no, but love them pickled carrots. <laughs> they don't eat anything Mommy. but grandma's jam. So yeah, I know, but. But they expect Grandma's Jam year-round, not for damn Christmas. It's like getting underwear for oh, Christmas, no. for heaven's sakes. No, they get kids. enough. It's too too much. Ooh. Way too much. So my theme is sanding is love. <laughs> so I sand thing. Like? Wood mostly. Yeah. Well, this year, because I can say this now, because this won't be out till after Christmas, nice. I'm giving my siblings um, shakuts boards. They're in Perfect. the... Made out of the California red cedar that was on our deck that Dennis built. Perfect. So isn't that, that's kind of. Very nice. That's kind of all right. Is Shakut's uh, well understood amongst our listeners? No. That's charcuterie. Charcuterie, yeah. Is it a char? Well. Charcuterie? Probably. Maybe not. I mean, I say karaoke, so. Well, exactly. I would like to go back to that uh, on the subject. Where where did the pronunciation karaoke come from? Because it, it, it there's no e in the word. No. I just want to applaud your thing. restraint there for waiting like what twenty minutes to go you know, get that off. It was your on chest my there. mind, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ka- ka- karaoke. My head's starting to hurt like, now. Yeah, karaoke. That's funny. Karaoke. Yeah, that's it. But, but just because that's kind of hard to say. Karaoke well, just roll, rolls there's, off. There's a, there's a bunch of those kind of pronunciations, too, where if you insist on pronouncing it correctly, you just look pretentious. Right, right. Mm, yes. Oh, that's karaoke. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like all, <laughs> there's a lot of words like that. Like machin- there are. Machinations, and everyone says machinations, yeah. but it's machinations. Yeah. And so, you know, you gotta, you gotta have some discretion with your... You know, you can't just carry a One hot does. stone like that, Mob, forever because it's Nor pointless. did I want to. Yeah, I know, obviously. <laughs> Offloads in 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to go with the I am, uh, and I have been probably for my whole life. I'm always stressed. Yeah. The last week before Christmas, always. Yeah. yeah like same. I'm supposed to, I, I think there are expectations that there should be. And this year we did the same thing. Really small, small Christmas. But it's still stressful. Well, what does that mean? And, right. And it, if I think, well, one gift each, does that, does everybody think one gift each? 
Like what about uh, what about like you know it's Christmas dinner right now for me. I still haven't got <laughs> the bird, the beast, the non, the vegan bird that I got to get. Right. Oh, that's a tricky one. How are those made again? I don't know. tofu or something. Yeah, they, a whole field of beets gets extruded <laughs> as a shaped into a turkey and and, and it's frozen. Got, and is that bones? <laughs> yeah, they're made of flour and water. You know, allowed to set. Gluten free. Is there a blood. cavity? They have fake. Can you blood. stuff it? No, it comes pre-stuffed. Actually. Pre-stuffed. Okay, well, then there is a cavity. There. Yeah. That, well, it's just wrapped. Ooh. It's like a. I don't even they, want to. It's supposed to be good. My my they girlfriend has them. Yeah, they are. My pretty girlfriend's. Good. I don't know. If she's vegan, but she's. There's a range, though. Why do they call it meat? Sorry. Why do they call it meat? They don't. They don't call it meat. vegan meats. Well, I very said good that. butcher. I mean, come on. <sighs> okay, so we've had this conversation a few times. Yep. Why do they call him a butcher? About what is the point? <laughs> so, so <laughs> the real question is. Why do we take such trouble to make fake meat? So, and we've had, the answer is because meat is tasty. That's right. It's good. It's it's also a cultural thing, right? Like, yeah. And we like it and it does taste good. And we've arrived this intellectual conflict where we've recognized that for some reason, some of us feel that eating meat's a bad idea. Doesn't mean it isn't tasty. Doesn't mean I still don't want that experience. So that's what they market to. But it I is kind of dumb. And that goes to RJ's clever remarks about bones and cavities and you know. <laughs> <laughs> how is the uh, how's the texture? Like is it anywhere? Yeah, it's actually like, it's it's like so. There's a place on Kingsway called Pokung. It's Chinese food, all all vegan, and they serve drumsticks, chicken drumsticks. Mm. They're vegan. And I can't believe how convincing. It's actually a stick they use for the bone that's okay. supposed to be. There you go. And the the stuff they put on it as meat is really convincing. I don't know what earth it's made out of. In fact, you could have a fun speculation that they're basically in the back packing real meat onto these things. No, it's a highly refined <laughs> imitation of meat. Uh, doesn't it taste real? <laughs> Just giving it to people. Right? Uh, but... It is quite convincing. Uh. I had a Beyond Meat burger the other day. The Beyond Burger is one of the best, I think. Still, it has this weird chemically aftertaste. Mm. Doesn't it have a little bit of a cat food or odor to it? <laughs> no. When you get them at A&W, they're already cooked. It's, oh, well, what we discussed was when you I buy thought, them I uncooked. I thought you could still smell them a little bit even after they're cooked, though. A little bit. Well, okay. no. That goes to the smells that stick in your nose conversation. All right. Like, you know. There's smells that stick in your nose, right? There are. Cat peas in the bush outside. You come in the house, your whole house smells like cat pee because you mm-hmm. can't get it out of your nose. PJ is kind of an interesting guy in me. <laughs> Do you not? <laughs> I've never had that. No. Oh, geez. But I recall anyway. Back me up, Jenny. I have. Okay. Uh, and we discussed this, I think. We did. Yeah. Yes. And uh, what we didn't get was him saying it's just me because it isn't just me, right? Right, Skin. Right. Okay, thank you. Good. It's just you. It's You're just the you anomaly. No, it's probably that I'm not that observant is probably what it is. I know, it probably something... happens to me, but I just no, like... There's something oh, wrong Oh, there's cat pee in here as well. Oh. There's a... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> there is certain odors that accumulate on your nose hairs. Yeah, they just stick. And they stay there and for a while. It takes a while. A while. Uh, cat pee is a particularly disgusting example, but there's others for sure. So KJ, you got any uh, snappers this week? Because we've we've been talking words here, so I don't know if you have any new snappers. Oh, or... not very many. Oh, let's no, sh- but I do. Let's do them. Let's do them. It's time again for KJ's snappers, wherein our own KJ dog tries to stump the panel with etymological quandaries he's stumbled across in his travels, and in which PJ and RJ search deep into their time-addled memories to see if they can piece together the meanings and origins of these terms. So let's play KJ's Snappers. Okay, you ready? So ready. The first word is... I'm going to pronounce it tranche, T-R-A-N-C-H-E. Oh, and is I don't it French? Original. Ha- well, it's it's used in English. I'll look that up. I haven't. I don't have a reference to it or anything. Yeah, no, I know that. Skinny. One. I do or not. RJ. I do not. RJ, go. Tranche is a word that simply means bunch, a bunch. But 
if you say a bunch, it makes you sound like you're not all that smart. So if you see people on TV, they're going to say a tranche. A new tranche of, uh, of oats came in. They use that all the time. Uh, yeah, we wouldn't. And then their tranche of... Uh, really? Uh, Never tranche of uh, stock uh, market sales uh, was registered. And nice. So it's that. often used in financial or in votes. At any time on TV, if it's MSNBC or yeah, CNN or some of those, they'll, they'll want to use the word tranche because bunch doesn't sound all that posh. There it says, a division or portion of a pool or whole, specifically an issue of bonds derived from a pooling of like obligations, such as security mortgage debts, that is differentiated from other issues, especially by maturity or rate of return. Yeah, so you're going to say that TELUS, uh, TELUS sold a bunch of bonds. Doesn't sound great, right? So TELUS released a new tranche of bonds today at oh, 2.89%. Nice. Uh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Well done. Well done. Mm-hmm. I thought it sounds like it might be one of those trendy new words that you know, yeah. they're now everybody's using it because they heard some other person use it and it sounded cool. Yeah, I first started noticing it, yeah, in, in financial stuff only so, a year or two ago, but it could be an old word. I don't really know. So hopefully it pushes bespoke out of common use. <laughs> well, tell us released a bespoke tranche. <laughs> exactly. Um, That'll be it. Where and then I'll just the have standard to... five-year term, we did a four-and-a-half-year term that Jeez. was tailored for a particular... Yeah. Then I'll really have to just lose it completely. What, uh, you got anything on origin for that? Like why? Sounds French. Yeah, but. Hang on. Oh. Maybe it's related to trenchant. I was, I was thinking about trenchant the other day as well. And I looked it up and I can no longer remember. In what is, French, trench might mean tranche, oh, means slice. Ah, slice. Cutting deeper into the world's epitemonomology, we find the old French word tranche, meaning to cut. Ah. But tranche emerged in the English language in the late 19th century to describe a fi- to describe financial appropriations. Holy mackerel. Today is often used to bonds. What does trenchant mean? Pithy. Trenchant? Pithy? Pithy and dense and full of, I guess, meaning. Meaning? I don't know. I okay. think. Mm. I wondered if it was the same word root, maybe. I don't know. An E and an A, I think. But there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. That's, That's kind e, of yeah. fun. So it is sort of... A thing that you hear on TV now, but it's a term that's been used since the late 18th century. Yeah, I yeah. I just heard. 19th, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Okay. The next nice. word, people. Eponymous. E-P-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. I know that one. Go ahead with that one, RJ, because I only learned it from you, I believe. Jen? Have at her. Jen, anything? Have at her. Epo. I may not know the full context of it. I've only know one particular usage. So if you say a band, a band name, let's say the band's name is the beer cans and you talk about their eponymous album, that's an album that's entitled the beer cans. So eponymous means having the same title as the artist. Okay. And I suppose if a book was a person wrote a book with just their own name. I suppose you'd say it was eponymously titled, but that's a pretty rare thing to happen. So I don't know. I'll bet you there's a broader meaning for it that could be used in other contexts. I wonder because it's like synonymous and anonymous and all those other things that end in imus. Yeah, eponymous, ep, ep must mean named or something. Yes, I don't know. And so it's named. Eponym. Eponym. Ooh. Eponymous. Of relating to or being the person or thing for whom or which something is named. Hmm. Right on the money there, RJ. Okay. Of relating to or being an eponym. Hmm. Did you know it is no coincidence that eponymous has to do with naming? It comes to us from the Greek adjective eponymous, uh, which is itself from onima, O-N-Y-M-A, meaning name. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so hence, yeah, all those things. Yeah. Anima has oh, lent its name right. to a number of English words, including synonymous, yeah. pseudon, pseudonym, anonymous. Antonym. Right, right. I've never used it in Scrabble. Me neither. <laughs> this is your big chance. Eponymous, that'd be a pretty, it's got more Ooh, than seven yeah. letters. You could just drop the mic. If you played that in <laughs> Scrabble, just drop the mic and leave. Starting to okay, next People, you ready for the next one? Jen, I know you are. Trembling. Here we go. 
The word is stum, or stum, I guess, S-T-U-M-M. How right the queen was to keep stum for her entire reign. Stiff upper lip. Attitude. Nice. Guess. No idea at all. Not decorum. I don't know that I've ever... I've never heard that before, heard for it, sure. How uh, right the queen was to keep stum for her entire reign about about something, right? Really Mute, know. silent, non-communicative. <laughs> I don't know. Official. Like, Just no idea at all. But I wonder. Uh, decorum. I was yeah, decorum, maybe. Yeah. Panel is stumped. Are we going to get this? We better after all that. Damn it. Yeah, yes, S-T-U-M-M-E-D. Stummed, stummed, stumming, stums. Archaic, to renew... Wine by mixing with must and reviving fermentation. Oh, that can't be it. Unfermented or partly fermented grape. That's not the queen. Dutch stom, approximate translation of French muet in, in vin muet stum from stom. Mute. It's the same thing. To remain mute, perhaps, is what. Uh, yeah. Akin to old Frisian stum mute, old high German stum mute, old German stammerian to stammer. Well, well mute must be the thing. Must yeah, yeah. be. Because the, the queen remained mute on whatever the. Yeah, whatever the issue or question was. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I read an article here, or I found an article here in The Guardian, which is a British paper, and it uses the word twice, once in the lead and once in the text, and it doesn't bother telling you what it means. So maybe the Brits would know what it means. Stum? Does this mean it's going to show up in Wordle? I hope not. This is about the Harry and Meghan uh, TV show. Yeah. That's maybe where I got it from. Maybe you saw that uh, review. Yeah, because it's recent that I've just seen it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is quite the paragraph here. Is it two M's? Yes, two M's, yeah. Six episodes of Harry and Meghan, an up-close and personal documentary of their life together have been made. Divided into two volumes of three, the first volume is now dropped. Like a turd into a stocking, maybe the royal family's feeling. (laughs) But for the rest of us, it's entertainment and indeed an education of sorts, mainly in how right the late queen was to keep stum for her entire 70-year reign. And now our entry from PJ Lilbaum... Scott Free. Oh, Scott Free. Got off Scott nice Free. Nice one, skinny. Well, it just occurred, um, popped into my head the other day. Yeah. You, you got away with something. Yeah, you got you away never clean. Never got caught. Yeah, got away clean. But why the hell is it Scott Free? Scott Free. I, I'm, I'm betting it has something to do with Scotland and something political. Yeah, that's what I thought too, but I just, I had nothing. Like, like maybe the Scots at some point did something and... Got the, away with well, it. Yeah, they decided not to yeah, maybe, go after them. Maybe because, they had a rebellion that yeah. failed. And oh, then and they then didn't they didn't kill punish all anybody. Leaders. Yeah. Maybe. Right. So they got off scot free. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I, I think just, you're on it. I, I think just that's don't it. Know. I, I just, it might have been the Braveheart guy or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. William Wallace didn't get killed. For, I don't well, know that is a big thing in wars, right? Like, yeah. what you're going to do with the bad guys. Yeah, Afterwards. how much resistance is still left and how bad it'll be. I shouldn't have said bad guys. I should say the, the losers. Yeah. It's the le- yeah, that's the losers. That is a nice yeah. correction. But Etymology. First known use, 1528, meaning defined above, completely free from obligation, harm, or penalty. People are still angry about many big Bollywood names going scot-free and the conversation dying down. And on that, because the, I think that was in my head, I got spill the beans that's the next the last one of today's kj snappers spill the beans okay why why the beans we know what it means it means you blab and it's the same thing as spill the tea right so you're gossiping you're really excited you lean forward you spill the tea i've never heard spill i've never heard that either have you not have you not ever That'll be your mom or dad. That probably no, no. It's not my mom or dad. It is not. It's a. It's a thing for gossiping. Like if you want somebody to tell you what's the gossip, you say, "Come on, come on, spill the tea." Well, you say spill the beans normally. No, you must have heard it from like Horatio Hornblower. I think I heard it it in social media from the guys up north. Oh, where tea 
really common, right? And they talk, and yeah, they also yeah. Asian guys, I believe. Oh, okay. okay. Use the same expression, yeah. spill the tea. It's an expression for sharing gossip. Yeah, be forthcoming about some gossip, something yeah. juicy. Yeah, and yeah. a spill of beans is the same thing. And I'm sure it's the same concept. You're so excited that you you spill them, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. I just made... I, I just thought that whole exchange was great because Skinny said, not once but twice, have you not... Have you not? Uh-huh. That was very, um, I would say that's archaic almost. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> it you is. A, well, it's an old usage. I think so, yeah. It is an I old know, usage. No, it is yeah. not, you guys. Have you not? I, 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 that's very uh, that, proper. Uh, PG is an company. old soul. He is. Really. he is. He's from a different century sometimes. So I'll be editing this episode. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I don't mean the 20th. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've just put in spill for my little search here. And what comes up is spill the tea before. Ooh, I'm, not, I'm not going there, but I'm going. Uh, spill the beans meaning. That's what I went. Spill the beans. Reveal secret information unintentionally or indiscreetly. Yeah, yes. Oh, so I've always thought of it as the indiscreet side of things, but it could be by accident as well. Yeah, and I didn't think of that yeah, either. I think Same thing I with think spill the spill tea. Of, you know, is like an accident. Yeah. Like you don't spill things purposely. Right, yeah. right. So spilling the beans is oops. Yeah, yeah. so I fully missed that. Darn. Picked and it up yet, from the wrong side and they just all tipped right over. And yet the usage is the same. It's you want somebody to spill the tea. You want somebody. Come on, spill the beans. Tell me what's going on. Thank you, Mr. Fire. That's it for this week's version of KJ's Snappers. With our special guest, Jenny M. from Ross and British Columbia, Canada. Okay. (laughs) Nice. So, Friday, I was a sensation at the Pink Pearl restaurant. Oh, yes. Sensation. We've seen photographic evidence. Yes. Oh, yeah. That is did. really cool. I think I'd like to see. That's great. Well, because you're a guest here, I'll show you, but I won't release it to the world. I do have video of our performance. Oh, oh but, the, but awesome. let us put that photo up on the site anyway. The caption was, one of these things is not like the other. Because <laughs> it's really true, eh? Seriously. Like, you just look, what the hell is that guy doing in there? You know, like. Anyway, it was and a lot of fun. The shirt you're wearing in there is just fantastic. Isn't it? That's my Chinese landlord shirt. And you pointed it out to Angie and she said, yeah. No, no, we were in some, so I got this shirt and it's hard to describe properly. There'll, there'll be a picture on the website. So go to the website when you hear this, if you want to see what this, but it's got that Nehru collar and it's got those rope buttons, you know, that go that mm-hmm. do together and Toggle it's all buttons. brocade and it's bright yellow. We got that. We were buying fans someplace at some shop downtown. And she saw it and she said, you should get this shirt. Get this one that's yellow. You look like a big shot if you're wearing colors like All that. All right. So well, yellow got, is the imperial color, I guess, right? I don't know. But then, and then when I wore it there, the people at our table said, oh, you look like a landlord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was very funny. Yeah. Mr. Big. <laughs> very right? funny. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing was pretty fun. That was the best time I've had at one of those yet. So we've been playing a lot of video games over uh, Christmas. Old ones? Go on. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I'd like, the, that's I'd like the thing. to just let that one lay there yeah. for a second. Yeah. That was good. Uh, where's that waiter? <laughs> yeah, you know how you got this sentimental vision of old Christmases. For us, it's, uh, you know, a 1985 Macintosh and old video games. Got yeah. the old Power Mac from the 90s. Got great pinball game called Looney Labyrinth. Excellent. I've been playing Marathon. You remember those old ones? Oh, Marathon was an awesome game. I know. It's amazing. The classic Tetris. Yeah, we got the original Tetris running on there. You guys want to do listener mail? You got listener mail? I'd love to hear. I always am thrilled to hear listener mail. Always. New comment on episode 145, The Barber of Shedville. I like how the pronunciation goes there. (laughs) Shedville. From Lee of Courtney. Hi, dogs. What a wide-ranging episode and fab editing with the interspersing of Bugs Bunny cartoon classical music into my letter about opera, etc. And how Bugs taught many of us, Jerry Seinfeld included, about classical music. One quick note. (laughs) 
It's the sandwich. Yeah, well, this will be the part where I was wrong about something. First, you, his notes are always the same. Praise Rich, slag PJ, praise Rich. It's always that's like how it that. goes, yeah. Uh, you were referencing my letter about driving around the Arc de Triomphe, which you did, RJ. And I said it made me think of that line in This Is Spinal Tap, where Nigel Tufnell says it's a fine line between. And you guessed the part I left out was bravery and cowardice or something like that. No, Nigel said it's a fine line between stupid and clever. Since PJ frequently mentions things turned up to 11, I made the assumption that like me, you guys knew every syllable of spinal tap, but not so. Good, you have lives. Also, how can you guys have gone through at least some of your elementary school in the 1960s and not know what the pony dance is? Oh, yeah. Yes! I'm sure every single girl in your class was ponying around the school. Jen, were you ponying? I couldn't do it very well. I remember Lori doing it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And she said, uh, ponying around the school, school grounds, and at school dances at the drop of a hat. And finally, I'm with your Sue, RJ, on being allergic to movies like Lord of the Rings. Also like her, I gave in and saw the first one when it came out, and it did like it pretty well, but have zero interest in going back for more. And if anyone says that I need to look past some major elements of a movie to get it or enjoy it, I'm pretty sure I'm never going to do that. Of course, eight zillion other people disagree with me on that movie franchise, so I'll just go back to my Turner Classic movies and being the only other person in the world who liked One from the Heart. Yeah. Thanks, Lee. It's nice to have a second person that likes One from the Heart. Well, we have the uh, Lord of the Rings uh, director's cut that came out mm. about a year later on DVD. So did you like- I love Lord them. The Rings? Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. all fantasy. Do you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, I, I really want to pull those out and rewatch them. Mm-hmm. So I'll see if I can talk somebody at home. And- mm-hmm. I, I was so happy that they made those- those were Those very, movies. very well made, I thought. Oh, so good. Well, what I was happy about is they weren't horrible. Like they made uh, that Ralph Bakshi animated version of Lord of the Rings, I think it was. Yes. It was horrible. It was. Horrible. But these movies were They had the right kind of density. Yeah. Yeah. You can't literally do the entire book, but they did enough. Whereas he did three whole movies for small book, The Hobbit, Mm -hmm. which was like maybe a little bit. But it was dense. Yeah. Yeah. It had a lot of stuff in it. Had a lot going on there. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Lee. Another one from Lee of Courtney on episode 146, Eloquent Dogs. First of all, dogs, it's not my fault that I comment on so many of your podcasts. It's your fault for having so many things that make almost every podcast commentable. And this was no exception. I am totally with PJ on wishing the word bespoke would die a nasty death. I was gifted a bespoke tailored item. Jesus. <laughs> That's the correct I was given right, a yeah. custom made shirt is what you should be saying. Right? <laughs> Regarding that podcast guy, RJ mentioned, that's Merlin, man. The one who uses lots of big words, often intentionally wrongly, and who always interrupts his guests. I would never be able to listen to it. Okay. And I agree with you, uh, Lee, when it's stated that way, but I... Merlin Mann doesn't always interrupt his guests. He's just occasionally, he can be quite obnoxious in that regard. She says, I've been listening to Smartless for over a year now, and I'm very selective as to which shows I choose to hear. If the guest is a very big star, I will likely tune in, not necessarily because of the star quality, but because I can be assured that the three hosts will be a little in awe and might let the guest actually finish a story arc without interrupting with their insider comments or put downs of each other. I figure if the hosts are going to do all the talking, why have a guest? And finally, it was great to hear some of KJ's snappers again. And among them came the second time I have laughed so suddenly I nearly fell off the treadmill. Again, thanks to RJ. It was the discussion of the word politesse and KJ used the sentence example Orson Fane's politesse. And after a bit of a chat, RJ said, who's Orson Fane? <laughs> I remember that. I do. And I was not trying to be funny. No. Either. And you know what? I was glad you asked. Cause I had been wondering who is Orson Fane? I had the same exact, <laughs> I thought it was somebody's name. 
<laughs> Orson Fane's politesse is something to be admired. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So she laughed out loud at me. So it's not always you, PJ. Well, I just want you to know that uh, she wrote me a separate quiet note saying, uh, I hope he wasn't offended. I didn't. And if you guys don't read this out, that's okay. And I wrote her back, said, oh, he'll be reading it out. And if it helps you to imagine me holding a large caliber gun to his head while he does it, you do that. Because yeah, he's reading yeah, it out. Yeah. Oh, and I think the answer is that he's the husband of Swellin O'Hara from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> I thought that was good too. Yes, and that was from a long time ago. I mispronounced Sue Ellen Swellen. You actually <laughs> thought that's what it was. Well, it was spelled S-U-E-L-L-E-N. Yes, that's right, yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, I can see. <laughs> which, you know, which only in your mind of all that I've ever heard of you know, translates as swelling. You know, Bobby Sue is not spelled B-O-B-B-I-S-U-E. It's spelled B-O-B-B-Y dash S-U-E. And that's how Sue Ellen should be. Sue dash Ellen, you know? Okay, and then if sorry. it was, if it was all in one word, how would you pronounce it? I'm Bobby being Swe? too defensive. Swelling. Bobby Sue? Well, there was uh, Hermione in uh, Harry oh. Potter. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know what, though? <laughs> there, was her, there was a Hermione in something we took in school. I struggled for a long time to come to the realization of how that's supposed that to be That it was Hermione, yeah. All long right. time. So that's, that's misled territory. And just for someone different, Lee from Courtney. Oh, good. We haven't heard from her for a while. <laughs> On episode 147, Rhapsody on Woo. Hi dogs, this episode sparked so many thoughts in my brain, I'll just get going on them right away. First of all, RJ, kudos for talking to strangers in a foreign city. Look what it got you. Seats at a Paramount show for free, a bit of an inner look at the late Harry Chapin's Stop Hunger organization, and a step back into the world of yes, nicely done. Yeah, we just blundered into that, but it worked out really well. And I'm glad you explored a bit of Seattle. It's a very cool city. For about 20 years, four times a year, I would be in Seattle hosting the PBS Pledge Drive on camera. So I'll bet you we saw her hosting yeah. that without knowing her at the yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. Where you're you're watching, you, you know, Planet of the Apes is being interrupted by the stupid Pledge <laughs> Drive. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, Lee. BJ refers to it as the stupid Pledge Drive. Well, no, only because it was getting... I mean, they, I, if I recall right, they would run a movie... And then the ads would be the pledge drive, but I, I could be wrong about that. No, no, that was the way it was. It was maybe a, it could be a movie or it could be like a retrospective career yeah. of Fleetwood Mac or something like that. Yeah. You know, she continues stayed in just about every downtown hotel. And if you're there again, try to stay at the Mayflower park. It's a heritage boutique hotel with the best bar downtown street level, fabulous martinis, you feel like you're in Manhattan. And since you like bookstores, did you check out the Elliott Bay bookstore? So no, we did not know about that. And we we're going to add that to our Seattle list. Well, add that hotel too, so we can hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see if it's in our budget range. Sounds like pretty uh, posh on, and fabulous. Budget range. She he's says. rolling uh, in it. He's rolling in it. He uh, dresses down to come here, but he's rolling. Uh, he wears bespoke suits for sure. Bespoke. No question about it. Bespoke. I have bespoke fingerless gloves. <laughs> Next to Powell's Books in Portland, it's my favorite book selling place. And in addition to Bruce and Brandon Lee famously buried there, did you know Jimi Hendrix's grave is there? I did know that, but I didn't have it on the list, so we kind of forgot to go. And she says, and a statue and a park with his name. He lived over half his life in Seattle. And he also lived in Vancouver for yeah. a while. His aunt lived up here. So when he was maybe a teenager, I think he was up here. And back in 1962, Seattle was the futuristic showplace, launching the Space Needle and the monorail at the World's Fair held in the city. The monorail runs for less than a mile, so it sucks in comparison to, say, the SkyTrain as a commuter train, but it was first. I do remember that. I do remember when Seattle was the city of the future and how exciting the Space Needle yeah, was. I yeah. really remember that. There was a lot of good stuff happened around Seattle for all that. You know, a lot of, that, a lot of it was private-public partnerships. Was it? That Space Needle is still, to this day, privately owned. Hmm. And so like they never would have, like the government couldn't come up with a funding for that. Yeah. So that's pretty, pretty cool stuff. Mm. Most interesting 
to learn from you guys about the remixed Revolver album, and I will check it out. Of course, I immediately wondered what Sir Paul McCartney thinks of it. Perhaps Haley of Montreal would like to check into that. (laughs) Evil little (laughs) chuckle inserted here. Yeah, Yeah, and that was part of that little interview that I was talking about. He said that, this is Niles Martin, Sir George Martin's son, who remixed um, Revolver. He said he actually played it, the whole album for Paul McCartney, and he rigged up a red button. And so Paul McCartney would listen to it. He'd press the button and he could hear the original and then press the button again and hear the remix. And so, yeah, he, and he gave notes on it. He said, yeah, I think you should change this or that, but he loved the whole thing. So that's interesting. If you're Ringo, are you wondering why you didn't get a button? Yeah, maybe Ringo declined. I don't really know. (laughs) That's a good point though. (laughs) Anyway, thank you. Oh yes. And finally, PJ, if you ever paraphrase or in any way sort of quote anything by Donald Trump again, I will have to come over there and inflict bodily harm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to that I say promises, promises. And how many times have you said China in here? How many times? (laughs) But does she know I'm referring to Trump? (laughs) How could you not? (laughs) But again, you know, everybody's boy. You go, you need to take a shot at somebody? Who's that idiot on the shed dogs? Who's that guy? I'm going to send them a note. And that is listener mail. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for those. That was good. (laughs) Now I'm going to give my uh, trip report on the dinner club because I think I told you guys I was going to go to a dinner club called Gilton Company down in Gastown. Yeah. And we're going to go see a little band called Mingua. Mingua. It's spelled all caps, M-N-G-W-A. So Sue went down, Sue and I went down there. We were the first people there. It turned out to be just what we expected. It was just an excellent little club atmosphere. We ordered dinner. The band I really liked, and I'll put a link to a video of the band so you can kind of see what they're like live. But we considered the cost of entry to be our dinners and drinks. Yes. Because he only paid, for each of us, we had to pay $12 for the band part of it. But they're quite a nice band. So, yeah, it turned out to be a lot of fun. And, you know, we ended up dancing at the end. So we were at the very front. Well, there's a dance floor between you and the band, right? So so after a while, the dance floor filled up. and uh, Where was this again? Okay, so Gilton Company is in a basement in Gastown. Oh. And uh, I think it's Abbott Street. I'm not sure which street it is. Okay. um, It's a happening club. It's just a fun place to go if you want to go out with friends and, you know, have dinner and drinks and and watch a band. The reason that we got interested was it's kind of a callback to a different era. Really, yeah. you'd, you'd go to a dinner club mm-hmm. and get entertained while people, you know, the clinks of yeah. knives and forks and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was very good. So, what do you figure a grand total cost was? Per well, year? it was hot, more than we thought. So, we bought three drinks, two for me, one for Sue. We bought two dinners and an appetizer, plus our $24 total for the band. Wait, it, wait, wait, wait. Guess. How much total? Oh, God. Three drinks, two dinners, appetizer, plus 24 bucks. Plus tip. Plus tip. I'm 120? Gonna, 120 you're going? And I think I told you already. You probably did, but I can't remember. I, I would I would have gone 100, I think. Yeah, it was 150. 150? But that's all your entertainment. Exactly. Like you can go and to the a, venue and the atmosphere and the drinks. Yeah, and, and, the, and it's live music and they're close absolutely. and they're interacting with the band. It's a special. Well, how so much you, do you pay to go to a concert? Yeah. Now? If you go to a concert, you can pay $75 per ticket yeah. easy yeah. and end up way up in the balcony somewhere yeah. and you don't have near the uh, great experience. Yeah. So absolutely. it was really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever do it, but it's a thing you can do. And it sounds like it's a pretty good deal. We'd be the first to wish you guys a happy new year. Oh, thanks, RJ. Happy new year. Happy new year to you too. Happy new year. Happy 2023. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's not, but uh, this is our new year's episode and Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes. Oh, if you haven't already had it, which you probably have almost for sure, if you're going to have it at all. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Oh, and the bell rings. I like the odd numbered years. Hmm. I think they bode well. I'm the opposite. You of prefer course, the evens? I was so excited about 2020 and then look what happened. <laughs> I was I was thrilled at the number, but 
<laughs> well, I mean, 2020 was great and that Trump was no longer in power. Uh, I think 2023 will be a thumbs up. And some of it is political and some of it is just, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, I was pleased to see, sorry to get all political again, but Pierre Polyever, how do you pronounce his name? Yeah, close enough. He's he's polling the lowest of any conservative leader for decades and Good. decades. So Good. there's not kind of heavy right-wing wackos in Canada at this point to any significant volume. I think I've told this one on the podcast before. I might not have actually, but I was playing pinball down on Granville Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have been around 27 or something like 25 maybe. There's a guy looking at me in there that was a little bit weird, but I needed to, I think, head back to work. It was probably at lunchtime. So I left it and this guy followed me out. So he was a little, he was unnerving me a bit. So I looked behind me and there he is. So now I'm just walking. I'm walking and I'm, I'm walking faster and I'll, I'll take a corner and out of the corner of my eye, I can see the guy is still following me. So at some point I saw cops like two blocks away on Granville and I just started running <laughs> and he started running after me and I was running and I, and I yelled out cops, cops, which is kind of a weird thing to say to police, you know, but I was freaked out and he came running right up and he told them this guy stole my wallet. So what had happened was he lost somebody, somebody pickpocketed him and he got it in his mind that it must've been me. And so, yeah, so he followed me. So that was pretty, pretty anxiety inducing. And the funny thing is that, and this all made sense to all of us at the time, including the cops. I said, no, it wasn't me. And I grabbed my wallet. I pulled it out and I said, see, it's my wallet. And the cop said, oh, okay. And the guy said, oh, okay. That's it. That's it. You didn't have to turn out your pockets or anything like exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. But I think maybe they just read my whole demeanor was not, uh, this is not a hardened criminal at all. I could tell it. I'm just freaked right out. But yes, they, in theory would have said, yeah, but come on, you need to show us your pockets. Like you, yeah, that's your wallet. Sure. But you could still yeah. have the guys anyway, it was all of it, but that was uh do you know, scared I, me quite a I bit. remember I the part of that story where he's yelling cops, cops, but I <laughs> don't remember anything I was about why, what, what it was about at all. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Don't remember it. And that is kind of dumb. And especially that the guy accepts it. Oh, okay. Right, right. Why didn't you just ask me back then if you're going to take my word for it? But it's know? only now in the telling that it occurs to me, yeah, but they probably read just from the whole yeah. way I was behaving, this is not a hardened criminal. This is not a hardened criminal pretending not to be a hardened criminal. Well, and this also, guy is scared. You'd have to be next. You'd have to be next level polished to go running to the police if yeah. you're an accused pickpocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. It's snowing a little harder now. It's later in the same day, but we have had a real good time. We hope that you've enjoyed yourself. I wonder if you'll have learned something. Certainly, you can reflect what we said ponder it deeply until you hear from us again i'm sure all that thinking will lead you to something good and in the meantime just take care of yourselves that's what we're going to do and we'll look forward to hearing from you again